Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. First things first, we would like to thank W.J. Pierce for creating and performing our music. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live. We're your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Before we introduce tonight's guest, I'm going to turn it over to Tamara, who's going to tell you what we're working on now. I am. Well, um, first of all, my new novel, Brimstone, has just become available. It's a coming-of-age story that takes place in 1968 in a little town called Brimstone in Arizona. The Brimstone Grand Hotel, owned by reclusive movie star Delilah Devine, looms high on Hospital Hill, harboring long-buried family secrets that whisper of unimaginable horrors, horrors that will echo down through generations. Within the walls of the Brimstone Grand, the past has come back to life, and Holly Tremaine and her grandmother Delilah are faced with an ancient familial evil that rages just below the old hotel's serene facade, an evil that won't rest until it possesses Holly's body, mind, and soul. And Alistair's new release, The the Silver Dagger, it's book two in the Vampires of Crimson Cove, series and picks up where the first book, The Crimson Corset, leaves off. It comes out July 20th. Uh, Life in Crimson Cove has been good for the Coulter brothers since Gretchen Van Treese was staked and her horde of vampires scattered. But when she tries, when she rises from the grave, the brothers are torn apart, their lives and the peace between them shattered. Meanwhile, a serial killer is stalking the little mountain town, leaving a trail of blood that leads to a truth that Sheriff Ethan Hunter doesn't want to face. Uh, They're no longer safe in town, nor in the forest, for a new and unknowable evil has come to Crimson Cove, and everyone, vampire and human alike, must come together in order to survive. Alistair. All right. Uh, The first book in the series is The Crimson Corset, and that is available at Amazon. And if you are a vampire fan, you might also want to check out its companion novel, Darling Girls, which is a Thorn and Cross collaboration. Also, um, our latest installment in the Ravencrest Saga Exorcism is available now, and that is called Nativity. That is available at Amazon. Uh, Again, very quickly, this is Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live. You can learn more about what we do at our websites, alistaircross.com and tamarthorn.com. You can visit our mutual blog at thornandcross.wordpress.com, or if you tweet, our handles are at crossalister and at tamarthorn. You can visit our Haunted Nights Live page on Facebook, and for more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at authorsontheair.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. All right, so getting down to business, uh, we are honored today to introduce today's guest. Uh, With 20 books published internationally and 19 feature movies in worldwide distribution, John Russo has been called a living legend, and we agree. He began by co-authoring the screenplay for Night of the Living Dead, which has become recognized as a horror classic. His books on the art and craft of movie making, such as how to make exciting money-making movies, have become bibles of independent production. Quentin Tarantino and many other noted filmmakers have stated that Russo's books helped them launch their careers. 
John Russo wants people to know he's just a nice guy who likes to scare people, and he's done it with novels and films such as Return of the Living Dead, Midnight, The Majorettes, The Awakening, and Heartstopper. He has a long, rewarding career, and he shows no signs of slowing down. Recently, his screenplay for Escape of the Living Dead was made into a five-part comic book released by Avatar to great acclaim. It made the top ten horror comics nationally and spawned two graphic novels and ten sequels. Russo's latest novel, Dealey Plaza, was published by Burning Bold Publishing, which has also published Russo's novels The Academy, The Awakening, The Booby Hatch, Limb to Limb, Living Things, and Night of the Living Dead. His short story channel 666 appears in the big book of Bizarro, and John was a contributing editor on the Burning Bold hit anthology Rise of the Dead. Uh, his popularity uh, among genre fans remains at a high pitch. He appears at many movie conventions each year as a featured guest, and he considers his appearance at the Orion Festival, hosted by Kirk Hammett and Metallica, one of the highlights of his career. All right, without further ado, that is a long, excellent resume, by the way. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on that, bit, and welcome to the show. It's a little bit dated, as it? As it turns out, <laughs> the Escape, Escape of the Living Dead comics were actually published in 2005. In the, oh, so wow. I guess I, I, I guess oh. I didn't. I don't know where you got the the, the profile, but but I didn't. Uh, wherever it was, I didn't update it there. Of course, somebody didn't. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It's basically it's basically true. Right, uh, basically, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the things that's kind of current, that was uh, the 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 Metallica event, um, the Orion Festival, took place on Bell Island in Detroit. And it, so there were over 100,000 people that attended, and I was one of the featured guests along with Tom Savini and PJ Souls and uh, Greg Nicotero and a whole bunch of people in uh wow. Gunner Hansen was still alive there. He he was he was there so um and I, I just love being there because because whenever we do I'm friends with now with a whole bunch of heavy metal metal bands. I already was friends with Guar. <laughs> uh Brad nice. there's a big symbiotic relationship between heavy metal and horror and uh uh, so, my friend Brad Roberts is a, is the CEO and the drummer, um, great drummer, of Guar, and his wife is Nicole. So they're actually in My Uncle John is a Zombie, and since you've seen it, nice. uh, the the hunter wearing the the guy on the firing line. Wearing the Steeler mm-hmm. tossel cap is Brad, and he shoots his wife Nicole, who's a zombie. And then, he, <laughs> then when they go out to check their kills, she's not dead yet, and she bites him, and he falls down, and the guy nice. in the wheelchair falls down. All that that scene. Oh. So I wrote the scene especially for them. I called them. I said, "You want to be in the movie?" And, yeah, we'll drive up to Pittsburgh. So they did. It was a lot of fun doing that. The whole movie was was fun, even though it had its um, its problems. We had uh, oh cool. You know, the cold weather cold weather came in sooner than we wanted it to, and uh, ah we uh, so and and then and then the uh, one editor got stage four cancer, another editor got pneumonia that lasted for three months, and 
things like that kept happening, so we didn't uh, finish the film right away, and it took till now to get it out. So, so, um, but uh, it sure was like reviews. fun entertainment. We, yeah, it's it's fantastic. You, uh, um, and and you're in it. You're. <laughs> Well, I developed the character, and it it was happened as almost as a direct result of of the Metallica Association, especially Kirk Hammett. Kirk has a collection of uh, all sorts of horror memorabilia, and uh, he has a book called "Too Much Horror Business" about his collection, which is worth millions. And the weekend Mm. I was there in Bell Island. 45,000 people came through Kirk's tent alone and they liked the way wow. I related to them and their music and everything and and wow. uh, when it was all done I gave Kirk a copy of the original Night of the Living Dead screenplay signed by me and George Romero and he gave me a signed copy of Too Much Horror Business and when it was all over I emailed Mark Paschke who was uh, Kirk's right hand man at the festival and said be, while the smoke's before the, while the smoke's clearing I just want to thank all of you for everything and Mark said thank us no thank you you're gonna you're one of our favorites right. now and you know you're gonna be invited to everything we do so that, so sure enough I was invited to Kirk calls these events Kirk von Abbott's Fear Festival. And so I was invited to the one in San Francisco, and that's where the Uncle John thing got started. I keep hitting this button wow. by accident on the cell phone, and it goes beep, beep. But um, <laughs> while, while, it's not while I was through. in San Francisco, uh, I'm sorry? It's not coming uh, through. It's fine. Oh, good. Yeah, we don't have uh, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, the the – the Epics TV channel was doing a series of uh, commercials for their slate of zombie pictures they were going to show that year, which was 2014. And they did uh, 30 seconds commercials with me and Craig Nicotero, Tom Savini, Kane Hodder, PJ Souls, and Gunner, and so on. And they had me made up as a zombie by a woman makeup artist who was supposed to be a specialist in zombie makeup. Well, anyway, I guess she was. They had a script <laughs> where where I was supposed to say that I was drinking beer in a bar in my hometown, and the door burst, a, flat, a horde of zombies burst through the door, and when I woke up, I was a zombie. So I did the script, and then I <laughs> ad-libbed about a half hour's worth of stuff, and they're just laughing there butts off, you know. And it turned out that out of the right. eight commercials, mine was the favorite one. And it just ran and ran and ran on the Epics channel. And I thought, well, since people like this stuff, I should write a full-length script. So I did. Uh-huh. And the, as soon as I got nice. the script done, I wrote a song, lyrics for Beat em or Burn em, the song that's in the movie and that the trailer is cut to. And it's kind of oh, a that's yeah. yeah, it's beat them, burn them, shoot them in the head, beat them, burn them. And, <laughs> and so one of the actors, Solon Sangaris, happened to, to be a gifted musician and played with a 
pretty well-known band in New Jersey called Uncle Fester. So I said, and Solon plays the, the zombie hunter named Joe that that takes part in the kidnapping of Uncle John with a severed arm tied okay. to a rope and all that. That's Solon. So he, I said, Solon, here's the lyrics. It's a chant, dubious arrangement, and, you know, we'll see what happens. So he did the arrangement and, uh, and, and recorded the thing, and it's pretty damn good. <laughs> It, it is nice. very catchy. So then during the shooting and all that and editing, I, I wrote two more songs. The one, Uncle John's Lament. And that's the one, you know, when I was young, I chased girls. And I caught one or two in my time, but no, right. too slow and they run too fast. That one and also the Zombie, zombie Doobie song, which is a, a parody of the the Dell Vikings were like a big R&B group in the the 50s and 60s. -hmm. And they had a song called Come Go With Me. So this one is, (laughs) and it went, it went, you know, it started out with dum, 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 be do, be dum, dum. Well, my version is (laughs) dum, 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 zombie do. (laughs) So when you know, since you've seen the movie, you know the lyrics, <laughs> right? Right. And uh, so that was the thing. Is I had done. Do you want me to just keep going? Because I can. Oh yes, you're fantastic. Yeah. This is great. I love it. You do So well, yeah. the way the thing is, when Bill Heinzman and I did the 30th anniversary edition for. Night of the Living Dead for Anchor Bay, and they paid us a lot of money, and then we were doing commentary tracks in, in Detroit. That's funny. Detroit, and here we are back in Detroit. Uh, <laughs> but but, I, but we, I always cloud around. I'm the person that makes – I'm the one that makes people laugh when we're all on stage. You know, that's just me. So <laughs> I tell dirty jokes and every other thing. So, so uh, Heinzman said one time they found natural gas on his property, and he was getting royalties of ten grand a month. And he said, he said, you remember whenever we were doing those commentary tracks at Anchor Bay, and and you just started singing that zom zom zombie doobie song? <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> Everybody was cracking up then. And uh, he said, well, if if you would write a script that involved other a lot of songs like that. He said I would finance it. Well, then he got cancer and he passed away, and, and you know, and so that was in the back of my mind when when, I, when I'm doing the uh, when we're sh- shooting uh, my uncle John as a zombie. The other thing was that I had written a script called uh, Talk Up a Zombie. All hell breaks loose of the of the fat house of the living dead. And it involved uh, I the way I wrote it. George Romero, Russ Strider, and I were going to play ourselves. And there's a zombie outbreak on on the campus, and there's a lot more to it than that. And it's pretty funny. And Gray Fredrickson, who is in his 80s but still makes films, still very active. He was one of the producers of the Godfather films, and my agent got it to him. And he wanted to, you know, make his film for seven hundred fifty thousand bucks. He would put up the money. And Russ Strider didn't want to 
let go of this character he invented called called Lillian Livengood, who was a an old dower, a dowager who was in love with zombies. So I read her out of the script, and then George Romero read it, and he started, oh, what are you trying to do, invent, reinvent yourself? And it, it lampooned everything, <laughs> just like Uncle John does, you know, and, and, and including Scream Queens, that whole thing. There was a ditzy screech, and ah, I would never like that Scream Queen stuff. <laughs> but with the Uncle John, I said, damn it. And I always tell people you have to have a certain amount of defiance in this business because everybody and their brother is there to take you down. There's a lot of jealousy, a lot of backstabbing, and every other thing. So I said, well, God damn it, I will do this movie, and I'll show you. <laughs> I will play the right. lead. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I developed the character. <laughs> Good <so>. job. <laughs> and, you know, you don't go, you can't be 100% certain it's going to be successful, but you go into it and do your best and. I had a great crew. Rob Lucas, my co-director, did a great job, and so did Gary Vincent. Gary played my um, my dumbass security guard nephew, <laughs> but also <a> producer. <laughs> and uh, you know, so and I part partway through it before the cold weather set in, I went on. Down, we were shooting in my old hometown, Clareton, Pennsylvania. Clareton Park was the zombie hunting camp, and I got there and I said, you know, I just have a feeling that something really good is happening with this film and this cast and so on. Well, then we got that cold weather, and the first edit turned out to be 72 minutes because we didn't get a lot of stuff shot, and I was going to have to go to L.A. and shoot at Rob's studio and so on and, you know, and write new stuff to make up for what we didn't get to shoot. So... Right. And in the meantime, Rob had this cut out edit out there and he started showing it to people and he called me up and he said he said, uh, everybody thinks you're the best thing in the movie. I'm not trying to brag, I'm just saying that's what happened, you know. <laughs> and yeah. uh and he said, You're you know, you're you're cracking people up with all this stuff. Well, I'm not too fat quick to just accept even positive comments, especially if they're from friends or associates, but I'm not going to buy into it until I see it in front of a strange audience or something. And I was right. reluctant, you know, so I'm hesitating. And he said, God damn it, Jack, you're funny. Shut up. <laughs> Jack, my so I said, well, if that's true, then we could really do a good job of, of fixing this movie when we shoot the extra stuff. So that's, that's what we did. And uh Right, right. By the way, Michael Alden, who's the uh, I just emailed him uh, yesterday. Uh he is a Broadway producer and a TV series producer, he has a string of Emmys and and Tony's. He he's he he's probably in his forties, he looks much younger. Anyway, he thought, and he and Dee Snyder were at one point wanting to do something. I think they still do want to work with me on something, but that's what I asked Michael the email because his musical Tootsie opened on Broadway a few weeks ago, and it's getting graver to use and doing great business. And so he was said, just give me a week or so, and Dee will get back from Australia and get in touch with you. So I just reminded him that. 
is he still going to do that or is he going in a different direction, you know, now that he has this other hit musical? Because he did things like Evita, you know, he did a right, lot of right. like, offhand, but you can look him up, but he's just got this wonderful string of credits. And he's, I sent him a link to the movie and he just raved about it, that, about the acting job and the singing job and the writing job and character he said is just a marvelous character that's pretty good I felt really good about that coming from a you know <laughs> a genuine Broadway producer wow right, great exactly product. yeah no so now you know we, do, saw, yeah. we did some we got a lot of good reviews everywhere you know including that one um, Ty Andreco from Cult Classic Horror website and he he saw it at uh we had a screening in the near Pittsburgh and he said if I'm, if if um Citizen Kane and Shaun of the Dead had a baby it would be my Uncle John as a zombie. <laughs> wow that's actually <laughs> on the poster. Can't beat that. <laughs> but, but, and I've noticed we that. got a couple bad bad reviews somewhere in in uh I thought you. I thought about this before coming on the air with you, and I thought, you know, our, there's a lot of people who the, the whole jealousy thing kick in. Uh, way uh, probably 20 years ago, when I did my book Black Cat, it was, you know, it was a novelization like novelizations were in those days. They were too complex. They were they were just meant to be a lot like the movie with some expansion. So that's what Black Cat was. And West Coast Review of Books gave it a bad review and uh, bent me out of shape because that was a big deal in those days. And the reviewer said right. how much he enjoyed reading it, but then he trashed it. <laughs> it was like right. he was ashamed of himself. <laughs> or re- but anyway, I'm talking to my editor, Liza Dawson, and she said, she says, oh, John, don't worry about that. These reviews are written by people who wish they had a novel published. Well, I always kept that in mind. You know, there was yeah. like a magazine one time, and every they trashed everybody that wrote any review trashed everything that they wrote about. And, and, and uh-huh. one yeah. thing just really pissed me off because it was talking about Toby Hooper, and the Toby who said a reviewer said Toby Hooper should put a bullet in his brain. Uh, I, I, I was friends with Toby till he died, you know, I didn't see him real often, but we were friends and and, and, and I, I said to you, know, Toby Hooper has more talent in his little figure than you have in your whole body. So one of oh, the things yeah. is, you know, the easiest hook to use is sarcasm or, or, or a put down. You know, every, every uh-huh. article has to have a hook and their favorite hook is is he is a put down or intense sarcasm or you know holier than thou because that's so easy right. to do. Yeah. Oh, well, do you have another <laughs> other questions? Did you have any shout? <laughs> yeah, out? no, it's... no, no, no. You're fine. You know, one thing one thing I am curious about though is you do you do you're fine. Don't worry about it. But uh, one thing I am curious about is you do. Uh, a lot of everything. You're you're musical. You 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 write. You act. You all kinds of stuff. What what do you get the most satisfaction out of? 
uh, well, anything that achieves its goals artistically, commercially, or whatever. I mean, I'm really into everything that I do. I'm totally, when I'm doing something, it's it's all out. It's 190% effort. So, you know, you always get into, as far as movies and books, movies are very social and full of problems, and you have to sweat everything that happens, every airplane that goes overhead and smells a sound take, or you go to a location that's always quiet, and when you get there, somebody's built using a chainsaw and building a deck or something, you know, and, the, and then whether an actor or actress is a prima donna, all the different things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. On the first day with Uncle John working with the crew that Rob brought in, he brought in a lot of actors and part of the crew from L.A., and I didn't know them, but, but I would have, anyway, uh, I didn't piss, I didn't shit, and I didn't eat for 18 hours. Wow. Because I am, if, if things are going to screw up on the first day, they're probably going to go to hell on a roller coaster. And so you have right. to be so vigilant. And, and the young guys said, how the hell does Russo do it, you know? Because I'm in good shape, you know, I exercise every day. I've, I've been doing that. I was a weightlifter in college and had trophies and medals and all that stuff. And I've stayed in uh-huh. shape. And I always tell people, you have to stay in shape because movie making is a grueling process. And you have to have the energy to do that. And you also have right. to have good genes. The ones I wear are Wranglers. But, <laughs> oh. Ah. And they, it's a silly thing, but they laugh, you know. And uh, but so I don't know where I was with that. Uh, I, oh, I was just saying that it, that's what's required, you know. And after you can right. maybe relax a little bit, but I was not only playing the lead, and you know, wrote the script, and I'm co-directing when I'm not on camera. Uh, but I'm also the zombie wrangler because <laughs> right, I'm exactly. shooting at 16, 18 <laughs> hours. I'm driving around to the bars and get my friends to show up and be zombies or or, or, or posse members the next day. And they all, exactly. well, we have, there's over a hundred and some extras in the movie. A lot of people wanted to just be in a John Russo movie, you know, which was right, gratifying. Exactly. And the, so, uh, and they really got a kick out of it, um, seeing themselves. <laughs> well, we we can we can vouch for the fact that it is. We can vouch for the fact that it is. It's awesome. The movie is. Um, my uncle John is a zombie. Uh, great fun. It's it's it's. We, we love it. Um, we're just about out of time, John, but you are a delight. We hope that you'll come back. Mm-hmm. And before we let you go, can you tell our listeners where they can check out My Uncle John is a Zombie or whatever else you would like to uh, uh, lead them to? I I could put you in touch with them. If you know, a lot of people are real interested. Gary's done a bunch of movies since then. And uh, any of the actors, actresses, whoever you want to get on, you, you know, we'll be more than happy to do that. 
We would love to. We would love to. Uh, we will um, we'll be in touch. And um, thank you for being on. Uh, I hope yeah. you'll come back. Uh, my Uncle John mm-hmm. is a zombie is uh, fantastic. We saw it. We loved it. And we think that you'll love it, too. So. <laughs> we Thanks do. a lot. Uh, I really appreciate you. it. This all yeah, you bet. kind of publicity helps a lot. Yeah, you bet. Uh-huh. And uh, we hope you'll come back. Thank you for being on. We do. Thank we you. didn't even talk about your old paperbacks, and and I kind of teased on a lot of your books. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. fully answer your question about what I like doing best, but uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Should yeah. I hang up? Now right. or what? Uh, we'll we'll, huh? we'll yeah. I'm going to play my music. We're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna say goodbye. So thank you everybody for listening. Okay. This is Thorn and Cross on Nights Live. Uh, yep. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, until next week, we wish you haunted nights. And sweet screams. Thank you for listening. Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. <laughs>